0: Welcome again to another episode of the fifth and last NRL podcast and kicking off as always we're going to do our fast five now so highlight, low light, best player, worst player of the round and a question. Uh, Unfortunately Facebook has for some unknown reason scrapped the question function so what we're going to do now is just put up a a topic of discussion in a similar format and just get your thoughts on it so. Uh, not quite as easy as just uh, clicking the mouse, but still got to keep the discussion happening somehow. But starting off with the highlight, Brock? Uh,
1: my highlight, Dragons. Last night, probably the best game of the round. Uh, they, uh, they didn't really look like winning the game. They, they didn't look like they had enough points in them, but um, towards the end there, they started throwing the ball around and uh, things stuck, and, and they got the result with a golden try, um, which is something that we've discussed previously on the show that we were both pretty keen on, and um, it was good to see a game decided. Through a try, not
0: a not a field goal. Yeah, well, mine was the same, so I don't need to say too much more. I just thought that the Dragons out enthused uh, the Rabbitohs, who looked like they were ready for a loss, and it did happen. So, uh, mm, well, I was filthy because I was hoping it would be next weekend. But, yeah, well, uh, I, I lost three multis because of <clears> South, so you're not as filthy as I am. Yeah. But what about your low light? Uh the cannonball tackles I've seen
1: increasing number again this weekend. Uh probably highlighted last night um, by Asatazi. one from Roy Asatazi that was just pretty crook. Um, the issue is, I think, is the players coming in blind and just diving in at the legs. Uh, I don't have a problem with players coming in and, and putting the legs together and, and placing players on the ground, but the cannonball seems to be rearing its head again, um, and it's going to be the the subject of our topic
0: this week that we'll, we'll get onto in a minute. What about yours? Yeah, well mine, pretty straightforward as a front rower, I know going into contact, you like to uh, inflict damage on your opponent, but Cade Snowden, <clears> when you need Docker in the face... Uh, yeah, did, Docker did get himself in a rubbish position to tackle him, but at the same time, he did stick the knee out. Uh, he did sink at the jaw, and even on the way down, he kind of got him again. So,
1: well, yeah, one um, thing that uh, Docker shouldn't have to contend with is Snowden lifting his knee to his head. No, again, he shouldn't. He, he should, regardless just run, of his technique. That,
0: that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I was, I was a forward, and it's fair enough. You do want to inflict damage, but you don't, you don't lash out purposely with your knee to try and take somebody out in front of you. No,
1: so. and I think there's a lot that get away. Um, There's plenty that get, get go away. Every but,
0: uh, week he's, list, he's now possibly out, and that's another forward that the Panthers have lost. So yeah. What about your best player of the round?
1: Sean Johnson, um, by a country mile, thought he was great on on, uh, on Friday night against the Tigers. A game where they, they let in two early tries. It could have been a game where the Warriors just threw their hands up and said it's too hard. <clears> um, they didn't. They fought back. Uh, not a lot went their way, uh, probably for the first 50 to 60 minutes. Um, and my other one, just I mean the best team, the
0: Roosters 40 zip. Um, they're getting better and better. So, yeah, Well, for me, it was Josh Dugan. Uh, he had his issues as always, and I, I was very devastated at the start of the year. Uh, not, you know, I'm not a fan of his actions, obviously. He, he's a tool, but I do love my rugby league players, and there's some blokes you just can't deny ability. It's the same as I've said about people like Benji and Jared Hayne. I'm not their biggest fans, but on what they can create on the field, Absolutely outstanding! And uh, last night, the bloke was amazing. Two hundred and thirty yeah. meters, fourteen tackle busts. He must be one of the most deceptive and slimy characters I've ever seen on a football field.
1: Yeah, and the coming out of the great performance in Origin, well, both Origin two and Origin three, yeah, well, uh, his season seems to be going
0: from strength to strength. Matt Johns pretty, <laughs> uh, pretty much reciprocated my thoughts last night. That in his two games, for me, he's probably the best one we had in the series. Well, I copped a, I copped a bashing in both games
1: for my play ratings for rating him. Um, as the best player for New South Wales. Well, if you're not smart enough
0: to understand that in game two that the forwards got completely dominated and he wore the brunt of it with all those attacking kicks that he took just about every one of them bar one, yeah.
1: well,
0: then you've got some serious problems. Because if that was Merritt or anyone else at the back taking a lot of those kicks, it could have been a lot worse. But mm-hmm. Josh Dugan got himself in there. He put his body on the line numerous times. So, yeah. uh, what about your worst? My um, worst was just the Sharks as a whole. Um, mm-hmm. They stunk. Uh, they they've sort of
1: fought for the last 20 minutes I think the last Roosters trial was scored at around the 60th minute um, But to, to lose 40-0 uh, in, in any form of competition is embarrassing But um, just the way they did was, was, was pretty poor The other one was the E, was Raiders game It was a stinker I mean we went out to Man A A-League And cross. we didn't miss anything We watched the games when we got home And um, both games were absolute stinkers yeah, well, probably well, just highlighted by the Roosters, but
0: otherwise the Raiders got booed and they were ahead yeah. in that game against well, they, they were awful. But mm. uh, for me, it was just Parramatta. Next year just can't come quick enough. There, I, I don't. I've got the stats in front of me. I'll wait until we get into the games for it. But yeah, just some of your basic numbers for first grade football. They shouldn't be so far apart. And my God, they are just that far off the pace. it's not funny. Yep. Yeah. And I know Jared Haynes not there, but. Just in all facets of the game. There's nothing cooking positively at the Eels right now. Next year just needs to come and come fast.
1: Yeah. Uh, The discussion this week will be, how can the NRL best eliminate the cannonball tackle from the game? So, um, obviously, we we saw a few of them over the weekend. Uh, Post your suggestions. We'll get a discussion going. Um, If you've got something negative to say um, about one of us or, or someone else don't post it, we're looking for um, for stuff posted on there that's positive that's positive
0: and is going to contribute to the discussion not um, bag the shit out of other people basically. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to also put in a question to Facebook because I have no idea why the questions that have been there for so long have now been removed from a page process. It's usually a lot easier to post up a question, just have some options there for you guys because I know a lot of people don't enjoy the discussions but uh, if you are keen, get involved and I'll chase that up. But uh, for now, we'll move into the, the reviews of the games from the weekend. For all the latest rugby league gear, head into Leagues and Legends, now based at Shell Harbour, Mount Druitt Westfield and Campbelltown Mall Store. Or check them out online at www.nrlstore.com.au. For fifth and last listeners, you can receive free delivery on any 2013 adult NRL jersey. Be quick, jersey selling fast. Remember, www.nrlstore.com.au. Leagues and legends. All right, kicking off the reviews from the weekend, starting off with the Tigers going down 14 points to 24 to the New Zealand Warriors at Leichhardt. A lot of people very optimistic because it was at Leichhardt that they were going to get the win, but at no point in time did I think it was going to be possible especially for Woods and Farrah after two days backing up to roll the Warriors who are completely origin unaffected and didn't seem to uh, lose too much confidence out of the South loss? No, well, they, the Tigers started off great. Um, they led 8-0. Uh,
1: everything was going their way. They were getting the penalties. They were getting the rub of the green. The ball were bouncing their way. But you just always felt they didn't, they didn't accumulate enough points in that early period where they had all the domination. Uh, the Warriors were always going to get possession or, or a glut of possession. When that happened, the Warriors banked it, um, and the rest is history. I, I guess the Warriors sort of kicked away only in the last twenty minutes of this game, but um, it was it was a gritty win from the Warriors. It was one of those games where, um, as I said in the fast five, they they could have just threw their hands up in the air and said, "No, this isn't going to be our night," um, but they stuck to it, um, and second half they were much
0: better. Yeah, well, obviously, like you said, earlier on it was you know penalties. Yeah, drop ball by the Warriors that let the Tigers get that good run of possession. But in the end, uh, I've said it the other week about the Tigers and their ball handling still being absolutely terrible. 16-8 mm. to 8 in the error count. Yeah, uh, Just no regard for the pill at all. No, nah. And especially against the side of the Warriors, they may have made a few errors, but there was always going to be a time where they got back to completing sets and rolling forward. And giving cheap pill away never helps against a side who are that dominant and have somebody like Sean Johnson who is really maturing into one of the best number sevens in the competition. Yeah, he is. And, I mean, the
1: possession ended up 50-50. So uh, it just shows you how much ball the Tigers did have at the start of the game. Uh, the other issue probably was Benji Marshall just couldn't kick a goal. No. Um, his goal kicking has been ordinary all year along with um, with other stuff. But uh, the one for me, the unsung hero in this game, Simon Manoring, he did a lot of just little dirty things, um, 1% of plays, um, that probably you know got the Warriors over the line. Apart from the obvious in Sean Johnson, he was uh, sensational, absolutely sensational. The, I think the Warriors front row is really starting to heat up too. Sam Rapira, um, he's starting to get uh, back to well, healthy, sort of form, for yeah, Keith healthy and, and just being back healthy and actually form playing week in week out. Ben huh? Matalino off the bench was great. Um, Aaron Woods was good. Um, it just shows you the drop from Origin to NRL level. Mm. Uh, I, I think farrah also knows uh, where to place him, where to pass him the ball, um, and and helps him out a lot. Tim Simona, the speed on that yeah, kid. What about well, David Nofaluma as well? Well, right? but again, David, Tim Simona, I, I think they're very similar players, but just Simona, if
0: I was defending him, you're always panicking, thinking he's just going to go around you. He, well, he's got that turn I was, of foot. I've got a bit of the opposite on that. I think Simona is the breakout one, and I told you before, he played my first year of 20s. He's a centre, not a winger. So in the fact that they're losing Ashford, and they've just re-signed Corabidi I'd, I'd have to think that he's going to now take the centre spot where he actually plays his football mm. well, he's going to have to grow a little and then Nofaluma on the other side it's it's not so much the fact that you know he does anything outstanding but if anyone who's a close observer of rugby league the bloke is just rock solid yeah. he's, he's almost like another one in that kind of McManus type of mould but probably with a bit more of uh, speed in regards of a George Dufour. Yeah,
1: we scored the first try in this game.
0: So Well, he's scored, I think, in every game now, besides the Brisbane one, but he's made over 100 metres in every single game bar the Brisbane game. So, Corey so Beatty's going to have yeah. his uh, work cut out to get his spot back. I think he'll get his wing back, because I'm telling Sorry, you, I'm now, Simona's a centre. But what he, about he the back end on. of
1: this season? It'll be interesting to see what he does.
0: Yeah, well, he's in New South Wales Cup last week. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think he'll get back up purely just on health and confidence. But yeah. um, you It's know, crazy to think that this time last year he was just dominating the comp and then now he's playing New South Wales Cup well he had the the ankle early on and then the, the dislocated elbow the old second year syndrome in particular with the injuries is uh, what's got to him and the bad form of the Tigers but yeah. uh, you said an unsung here I thought Mattering like you but the one for me is the bench front ra Sumitagi mm. I think uh, the few games he's had he's showed a lot of promise he has no regard for his body or what's standing in front of him Mm. I know they're banked up with forwards, but uh, if they would happen to look to let go of uh, someone, uh, he's one that I'd be snooping around for if I was any NRL club.
1: Yeah, well, they've got a great run home. The Warriors, uh, they're heading up. Um, they're sitting just outside the eight at the moment, and you'd think with the form that they're in, uh, they played South only a couple of weeks ago and, and were really in that game and, and put it to South. Uh, they're a side if they do land in the eight, and hope, they definitely will if they can maintain this form. They're a possible threat to that top four.
0: Yeah, well, the Tigers doesn't get any easier. They have a home game this week, but that is against the Manly Sea Eagles, who are heating up. And just speaking about New Zealand, yeah. uh, they're at home this week, but it's against the Melbourne Storm, who got to buy at a pretty good time. I still seem to think, even as a Melbourne fan though, that they'll be a bit stuttery, and that those, this is going that's going to be a cracker game. Those key players, I don't think, would have trained much either. So, I still happen to uh, be leaning in the direction of the Warriors. They always trouble Melbourne. Yeah, it's midday on Sunday that game. And- Mm. Well, dry um, track for the Warriors, especially if it's a dry track. Look
1: out. Well, when we were there on ANZAC Day, when uh, the Warriors probably dominated that game, and Melbourne just came over the top of them in the last ten. Mm. Um, it, the Warriors always live for Melbourne, mm. and it's it's, all, it's sort of Melbourne's bogey side a little bit.
0: But it's in it's in um, their favour I think New New Zealand, this time. Yeah, New Zealand, it's going to be good. No original players, and we said at the start of the year when we seen Johnson at the airport, he looked just separated, not, didn't look like he knew what he wanted to do or what he was doing. But now it yeah. seems like he's assumed that role. He's not showing that responsibility or get, telling everyone to get away. He's yeah. just putting them on their shoulders, et cetera. They may I accept the fact on. that I need to be the halfback and the organiser of this team. They may have also taken our advice and laid off the KFC. Yeah. Oh, Hungry Jacks, sorry. Yeah, well, that it. too. They destroyed Hungry Jacks that day. <laughs> uh, first game on the Saturday, the worst game of the round. Absolute stinker. This uh, may be the shortest review ever. 12th win in a row. Down at home, good on you. But fourteen nil, and yeah. just it just dried up very, very quickly. But as I said before, I've got some numbers just to show you how far off the pace the Eels are, and it, like even after Raiders playing so bad, mm. seventeen hundred mm. meters to 1,100, four line breaks to nil, thirty-four missed tackles to twelve, and they lost the penalty count eight-three, and somebody got sin-binned. Yeah, and uh, I don't really think even in the wet weather. A wet-weather game should be a lot tighter than that. In those conditions, you just got to tighten up. They can't score. They've got the worst well, offense in the country. The court. Raiders couldn't score either. Mm. but Yeah, but the Raiders
1: still managed, what, three tries? No, nah, two. Two and tries. And they got a
0: penalty goal. Second half, well, like I said, I wanted to gouge my eyes out. There was only a penalty goal in the 73rd minute after the sin-bidding to Joseph Two tries Carter, and so. yeah, three goals. <laughs> uh, 13 errors each. Just a bland game. Raiders got their points early on through peasy which is, is no surprise. He's come back to some pretty good form. Yeah. Uh, and then the rain came, and that just seemed to be the end of the game. Well, it was crap conditions,
1: crap in the uh, crap sort of level of footy, um, just a crap game.
0: Well, Parramatta had a, It was rubbish. Paramount had a couple of opportunities. the Army dropped his uh, knee down. He spilt some pill as well, which handed over one of the tries early on, but it was a painful 50 minutes after the, the couple of early tries. There's, there's nothing I really want to say about this game, but... Well,
1: the only thing I'd, I wanted to bring up, and I was thinking about it today, is... When, when people say, oh, let's go to Perth or let's go to the Central Coast or let's bring in another Brisbane team, how can you do that when there are games can't like this, played? How can you do it?
0: Well, you can't, really. That, I mean, that
1: game, I've seen New South Wales Cup, twenty
0: game, 20s games. I've seen schoolboy games on TV this year that were better than that. And a lot of people have chucked out the old, oh, we should... No, with the cap increase, we'll, we'll, no, we'll get people back from England. But there's some people in England I don't want to see back. No, there's players that go there for a reason. No, I think I think belong. the
1: guys that are there stay there. Mm. But I just think we've got to stop the drain. Going to England so we can accumulate a good, well, a good bunch of that, players. That's no different to the that's no different
0: to the union setup though. Like mm. if Falcao or these marquee players that could yeah, keep possibly them right. end up at one of these clubs, if you had one of them come in, they'd have the money to try and go. Yep, this is going to be our starting point. Yep, but you know that's that's our main thing. I think now not letting people defect for bigger money to other clubs, not just going to England. Yeah, and uh, I think it. Eels have got the dogs on Friday. Yep, they're playing the dogs. Get smashed. Uh, I think the dogs have got a pretty good run coming up as well. So I think that, they'll eat the heels on Friday. And the Raiders, they're playing their team that they always seem to get the job done, St George. But interesting, Fergo gets reinstated this week, and Josh Dugan's obviously playing there now. So mm. I'm looking forward to this one. Pure on that, I think that uh, Ferguson will bring back a bit of spark because the Raiders have just looked like sad puppies since all the things have hit the fan.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, I think the best players on the night, David Shillington responding to a fair bit of criticism, 200 meters. Campeasy set up both the tries, and uh, Sam Salima, my God, he's just a monster. He busted ten tackles, made one hundred and fifty meters out of dummy half. That's what with the football, football. Yeah, he was he was probably the best player on the field. Salima, mm-hmm. he was great. The only other one I could think, Anthony Milford. I know a lot of people like Robinson, but that kid's a freak. One hundred sixty-five meters, seven busts, uh, line break assist, a line break of his own. They had to find a way, I said to you, to get him on the field, whether it was at the expense of McCrone or a nine or somebody, but at fullback works for me. Yeah. I'm perfectly happy with him being there. Parramatta, I can't really give anyone too much credit besides poor old Daniel Harrison who had to make 50 tackles. Now, mm. Tommy Tackler, but bar that, Morgan, you know, he, he got plenty ran at him as far as traffic is concerned, but uh, yeah, there's no great highlight to Parramatta. Mm. You move on to the other Saturday game, Newcastle, oh, sorry, that's the wrong one, Roosters and the Sharks, and this is pretty much in the same mold. It was uh, some great football played by the Roosters, but in terms of uh, the Sharks, this is just another one that I kind of sat there and just thought I'm not another interested. another stinker. 40 nil
1: Yeah, uh, 58% of possession for the Roosters. Seven tries, six goals in 60 minutes of football. They put the queue in the rack for the last 20 minutes, uh, and they still didn't let the Sharks score.
0: Yeah, well, 12 line breaks to zip, mm. 1,900 metres to 1,100 metres, and 50 misses to 15. The one for me was the
1: one where Mitchell Orbison, the ball goes behind him, he has time to go and pick it up, yeah. step a bloke, run through, beat the fullback and score, which is yeah. ridiculous. He should have got smashed uh, as soon as, uh, as soon as he picked that ball up. From a from a defence that was switched on and
0: moving forward enthusiastic. Well, a lot of people again were going on about oh, you know, Lewis and Gallon, that's all well and good, but ah, Sonny Bill Sunday Williams, out. exactly. And Martin Kennedy, who was named eighteenth man for origins out as well. So yeah. that's the other thing I was going to highlight. You want to talk about a side that has depth. They lost Kennedy and Mo for a period there, and then they had, you know, Luke O'Donnell step up, and then they lost Jared for a couple of weeks, and they had other players step up, Isaac Liu. Uh, These kind of players on the bench, they've got not only a great squad, but I don't really think there's too many weaknesses throughout. I've I've said to you numerous times, I think Jake Friend's coming on leaps and bounds in the nine position. Mortimer offers a point of difference. The halves have been good at club. um, I was about to touch on the Mitchell-Pierce point in a minute, but I won't just yet. And the backs and the forwards, they're loaded across the park. Yeah, if they can get things right come September they can win the comp even though everyone is leaning towards Souths and uh, Melbourne I think right now the Roosters are playing a better brand of football than both those sides yeah I think they're defending better than both those
1: sides and, I think their attack's better as well stats will tell you that um, the best defensive side a lot of the time goes on to win the competition uh, I don't think you've seen the best of either the South or or the Storm either yeah um, I think we may have seen the best of the Roosters. I, I don't know. I, I hope they prove me wrong. Well, across um, the park, they understand. proved me wrong already because I, I had them at ninth at the start of the year. I, I just didn't, I didn't see them defending the way they are. I, I saw them attacking the way they are. Um, they've always had that potential, and obviously with Maloney coming in, I just didn't see them having such a change in attitude with their defence. Oh, I, um, I thought their defence, I think, is the best I've probably seen. Um, I'd probably go f- as far back as
0: uh, the Roosters of. Two thousand and four, well, two thousand and three, two thousand and two. That side didn't even have as many noughts as this side. No, and that's so what I'm saying. 0, it's as good so. as, as
1: good as I've seen since then. But I
0: think the competition was probably at a high standard back then. But I'm right. going to I'm going to put it this way: if Souths play them tomorrow across the park, the Roosters have a better side. Right, have, but they, it doesn't matter. It doesn't they count. Now. Side. It doesn't especially now. I'm th-
1: thinking: come finals time, Souths are going to are going to kick up a gear. Melbourne, we know, will kick up a gear. Well, I know mainly will kick up a gear. Souths
0: to me, their forward pack is the Burgesses. TO's solid yeah. on his edge, but T, yeah. T. O doesn't come looking well, they've for got work. T O McQueen. Yeah, uh, but McQueen, same deal. Burgess, they're they are exclusively Luke. They're exclusively edge players. As far as the Roosters are concerned, no, I think T O Jared Maria Hargraves, Sam Moa, you know, they, they they can bash the middle, then they've got edge players. Sonny Bill roams around, Mitchell Orbison, they've got interchange as well. I uh, think Sheck and Tupo are their wingers, that they've got meters coming from everywhere. Yeah. And well, they've got a solid bench, so. The Roosters have got a pretty easy draw up until
1: they play South last round. Um, they obviously go to Newcastle this week, who have sort of hit some form and they've got a great record at home. But um the Roosters they, they can't uh they they haven't shocked anything they do from here on here might shock me. Um I just I think the other two are gonna be a step ahead of them this year. Um but their defence I mean, we shouldn't ignore history, and I probably am ignoring history a little bit. That
0: tells you that the best defensive side often wins a con. Yeah, well, for me, I'm, I can't write them off. I can't write them I'm out. Not writing them I'm off. Not, no, I'm just I just don't think it. that. Everyone keeps they're saying that. they're a top four side, and that's it for this year. But no, I said that. I stick, still stick by what I've said before that they have more pieces of the puzzle already than what South did last year. Mm. They've got people that played in 2010. But I look, look at who's whose halves would you rather, South or East? I'd probably rather one of each. No, I'd rather Maloney so. and I'd rather Reynolds. But at the same time, moving on to that Mitchell Pearce point, I was going to bring up all the people that have jumped out after and said he had a blind of a game. There's a distinct difference between playing for your club side at NRL yeah. and playing rep football. You cannot compare Mitchell Pearce playing well for the Roosters, surrounded by common players every single week. You know, against the Shark side. As compared to going into a rep arena against possibly the greatest side of all time, yeah. and he's had four series to do it. So anyone who's blowing up and jumping up and down, wake up to yourself. Yeah, he's had was all, he was always
1: going to lift coming into. He this can game. lift, and he I've always said, always said
0: it to you. I admit he But been, it's easy to play good on Saturday. But we needed been, it on Wednesday, exactly. But that's what I'm saying. He's been good at club. He's had four seasons. If you're taking one game of club and even comparing it to a rep level, not everyone's made for reps. Look at Jared Mullen. It was his opportunity got, to come back in the crack. day. Jeremy he got, got one, one crack. crack. He got flick. Wallace had a good season. Got the flick. Yeah. We shouldn't so, have flicked him. You know, like shouldn't have flicked them.
1: It's we've it. we've done a disservice to, I think, a lot of New South Wales halves that have played over the last
0: uh, probably eight years. I mean, yeah. the eight years we've lost the series, we've done disservice to them because yeah, that's why I'm giving um, the, this point a different side to Mitchell Pierce. Mitchell Pierce probably he's has. Had he's had four. The he's had he's four, had four the series. He hasn't delivered. He I'm, knows that. He's he a good it. player at club. He is a good player at club. But some blokes are not made for rep football. Yeah. He can't control a rep game. It doesn't matter what anyone thinks about trying to burn Reynolds or not, and all this stuff no, about oh we shit. can't throw him in. That's a load of crap. If yeah. he's ready to go, yeah. give him a crack. Because that's ask, the only ask, way we uh, Ask Adam Reynolds if he's ready for Origin. Mm. Well, I think his football says so enough about if he's ready for Origin. But no, but I
1: mean ask him. Well, mm. As if he's going to say, oh no, I need another year to get ready. Mm. Please. Well, we, we don't have need a snap
0: leg next year. Yeah, well, that happened to Tarek Sims when he was ready to go last year and exactly. the year before that, so nothing else to go there. But you can't really highlight anyone from this game. I thought Jared, Rhea, Hargraves, and Sheck, cordno Orbus, and obviously the Heart. There's not really anyone that didn't play well for the Roosters. The, the only one for the Sharks that gave me anything was for Feeder. After backing up from Origin, he made 130 metres and 43 tackles. He absolutely busted his ass. Yeah, he looked frustrated as well. Yeah, well, he he definitely... Easy
1: to understand.
0: He looked like he was going to crack a few times, but he didn't. But they have the Panthers at home this week. I don't know if they're getting back uh, any troops in terms of Lewis and Gallen. Gallen's probably got a few weeks to go. Lewis was supposed to be a four-week injury, but they reckon it's a week-to-week thing now. So whether that's the case, I think the Panthers are... Feeling the pinch as far as injury, so I think this is one that the Sharks need to win to yep. cement their spot. Would agree with that. But uh, it's it's locked up those four at the bottom, so it'll be interesting to see what happens this week. But the Sunday fixtures that we move on to now, Penrith, we just spoke about, uh, got dusted up at home, thirty-two to fourteen by Newcastle. Uh, they got the first try of the game, which was a no try. The VAR 8 you know, magical disappearing hand that obviously the video refs are blind because he swapped across the floor. But yeah, well, there it, was a square up. There was, there was a square up. There was a square up. Gowie power. Gowie power. Well, that one you could argue. I didn't think it was a try. But <laughs> no, I, I, thought, time, I thought the fact that they called try, they make a rod for their own back. They ran five in unanswered after that. Penrith had Docker obviously go off early. Uh, you know, Brown, uh, Louis Brown and Mossy Missoy got put on report. And they're just low on troops. Yeah. They're just feeling the pinch of all these players. Matt Robinson, Plum, Sika Manu, Lachlan Kurt, Josh Mansour. They've all got Brad Ty got injured last week. Yeah. Oh, they got they got almost
1: a uh, starting first grade side out Penrith. Um, they're going great. They uh, they like stuck into this game. Up they um, up until uh, probably half time. I guess I, I sort of had some faith in it. It was only it was only ten at half time, yeah. um, and you, you just felt like Newcastle had them, but they just couldn't put them away, and, mm-hmm. and they did run away with it in the end. Um, but I, I'd take nothing negative out of that as a Panthers fan, only that Christ,
0: you've. You've probably got $3 million of your salary cap sitting on the sideline. Well, they're playing for the Roosters. They've got a pretty hard run coming up. And with the troops they've got out, I know a lot of people were optimistic, but I think if one of the two teams are likely to fall out of the eight, oh, they are at the eight I right think, now. I think... But I think Penrith or the Raiders are the two that are hovering around there that are going to miss out.
1: Penrith are going to have to rely on other teams' results. Bugger it. No, but, but just... Faltering. Yeah, I think easy. the other. T- I think the Warriors are going past it. It's the hard though because I think the Knights, the Dogs, the Raiders—they're all playing better
0: than Ben. And they're playing all of those sides on the other way in. That's what well, I'm saying. Well, Penrith have got
1: the destiny in their own hand. I think you'd have to say they're going to have to win. I think there's seven games to go now. They're seven least games least to go,
0: or eight. Seven or eight games to go. They're going to need at least four, probably five. Well, I think thirty points will get you into the eight. This this is one that has already cost them because Newcastle, one that they were playing, they've got the Dogs coming up as well. Uh, you know, there's there's more than one side that's in the eight right now. They've got to play the Sharks, at the, obviously, this weekend. These are all sides that are even or just two points ahead right now. Yeah. So the next few weeks... Well, seven
1: games to go. They're probably going to have to win five of them.
0: The next few weeks, though, is going to count against them because if the Dogs get them, if the Sharks get them, they've already got the teams pushing away from them. Yeah. And I, I said to you yesterday, I think the Titans are in a similar situation. They are, definitely. Yeah. Titans are going yeah. like busted I think the Warriors, realistically, are the only one I can see finding their way in, and I think the Raiders are the ones that are... Even though they're getting Ferguson back, at clamouring at trying to hold on to that spot. yeah, They've got a really bad draw coming up. They've got Storm, Roosters and Bulldogs the next three weeks yeah. after the Dragons. So. Well, there's your season. Semi-finals come early. Yeah, definitely. Um, as far as Newcastle are concerned, I thought their back five, outstanding. Every single one of their back five made over 100 metres. They yeah. counted. Apart from, um, we were sitting there
1: watching Dan gagai going on. He, Why are you passing the ball to he, Akula Uate he just,
0: when he's standing yeah. on the sideline? He's a live wire, but some of the offloads, ridiculous. Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. He still had a good game, but if he took 100 of those errors out, yeah. they are, they could have won by 50. But their back line, every single one of them accounted for more than 100 metres, 23 tackle busts, four line breaks between them. Uh, you know, Uate got across the stripe a couple of times. Darius Boyd chimed in. McManus, they were, they were just dominant as far as the back five were concerned. And it made it a lot easier when a platform got laid for Mullen to feed him the ball. He got three tries, so yeah. I don't really think you need to take too much out other than they're building nicely. And high completions. And they're building high, high completions. Craig Gower um, hit the nail on the head today in the Gowie. press conference. Gary Power, <laughs> saying that uh, he doesn't think they're at their best. Did he have his sword out when he said it? No. Nah. He <laughs> didn't, want to, didn't want to squirt some sauce over, uh-huh. but... As far as Penner for concern, I thought Matty Moylan had a good game. Again, yeah, he's going great. Uh, Tim Grant, you know, he had a red hot go, and Kevin Kingston, Your favorite just re just resigned, and uh, you know, I thought he had a busted forearm for a bit there, but he still stayed on, toughed it out, and he made fifty tackles. <laughs> Whose head did he try and wrap it around? No, nah, Mossy 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 jammed his arm in, in between <laughs> the tackle when he was trying to. Hit That's somebody he, uh tried to shoulder charge Rocco in the face. Yeah, yeah. He's on report for it. <laughs> yeah, he put himself on report too. Yeah. <laughs> that was one of the highlights of the weekend. That was yeah. funny. But you've already mentioned the games, uh away the way to the Sharks. I think things are only gonna get harder with all the bodies that are falling down. And this their is way.
1: one this is one that they have to jag. They've got to jag this. One. Have to jag, yeah,
0: but at Shark Park yeah. or I Stadium. I mean I, I
1: the way the sharks played last week, if they don't get gallon Lewis back, I'd be I'd be confident if I'm Penrith going yeah, there. Shark Park's like going into water prison. Yeah, it's I a different Penrith, atmosphere. I, I've got no stats to back me up
0: here, but I think Penrith do have a good record at Shark Park. Yeah, well, Shark Park, I think that that's almost enough, even with their couple of injuries, just waiting. I hope they have passion. But the Roosters like going up to Newcastle. They've got a great record there. But if they play anything like what they did, I still think that they're a twelve-point better team than Newcastle. Yeah, well, they should be so we'll wait and see how that one plays out but uh, the other uh, Sunday game let's get into it one for you I turned it off after 25 minutes 38 to 20 over the Titans at Brookvale and my biggest question just from the word it go, is why do they decide for the first half to play like 10 year olds at a park and then the second half have a crack get within a couple of tries and then take the foot off the pedal again because it's easy
1: the game was gone yeah, the game was the, gone that's my problem with it though. the game was gone that's what they do they d- they've do been that. doing it for years They've been doing it for years. It's just rubbish. They are, again, the things that I've carved them up on the last couple of weeks not moving up off your line when you're defending your line, yeah, well, allowing players just to run over you and put the ball down. Get off your line, you know, force them to move the ball around you. If they move the ball around you, all yeah, the defenders are congratulations. Happy days. Score. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I've, I've just lost faith. I've struggled to watch them. Um, some of the selections.
0: I can't understand. Uh, well, things just don't seem to be getting any better. This is getting back to the point we've already mentioned before about the Dave Taylor signing mm-hmm. the half a million. That was Tio and Tyson Frizzell. Yeah. That's two players. So the, all the bulk spending is my biggest problem with your mob. Yeah. Every time you go on a recruitment drive, it, it seems to be for one or two players or you know, a key, overs. a key player that you're playing overs for. How about you build you know, some solid guys that you can get in locked in for two or three years that you may not be able to keep later on, but you're building you know a decent squad because look at their depth as soon as somebody gets injured you guys are shot. you're absolutely Absolutely. shocked
1: our season relies on this weekend we're going to beat South
0: you have to Um, beat South have to beat South
1: yep simple as that Um, Manly well what do you say they're they're starting to heat up all all I
0: can say though is you know and this is a little bit in everyone giving them pats on the back and high fives yesterday four of the tries were off the four early penalties but when things got a bit scrappy, everyone talks about their great defensive record. I thought they let in some pretty ordinary tries for a mm. team that's uh, shooting for the stars, you know? And they yeah, conceded they one when Ryan James got sin binned. Yeah. And that, that's just not on. Like, if you're going to have 12 men on the field, that's the time you should be getting a try. What not that smart not one he is, in. Ryan James. Yeah, well, there's another one. But uh, He's
1: one that was going to play for New South Wales. Being
0: these defences up and down, but I'm telling you right now, they're back five, similar to Newcastle, just absolutely outstanding. Yeah, great. Even Dave Williams, he's getting back to. More similar to the football that we expected when what he about first the kick in. from in. Great kick for the try. It was a great. kick. How about both their edges though? If you're carrying, like it's yeah, on one to seven, they're absolutely outstanding. Like well, they've patched up their forward pack as well. I've got to give a rap to their recruitment. Justin Horro, you know, yeah. fitting in there absolutely outstanding. Jamie Bureau, the last few weeks he's got some chances and starting to, you know, look, look much more you like know. the player he was. And Lawrence from you guys, I don't know how he stood <sighs> to the cracks, but. My biggest concern was... Who would re- you rather? Luke Bailey or Brent Lawrence? Brent Lawrence. Exactly. But re- as far as rebuilding this forward pack around Stuart and Watt Mow and obviously Kite's aging, I thought that's going to be their problem. Yeah. But the guys they've brought in, I'm just blowing away. It's all the dazzlers.
1: They're, they're not on they've par done, with they've Melbourne. Done Melbourne. They're not on par with Melbourne. They've because Melbourne have been doing
0: it for years, but yeah, this is a Melbourne type uh, uh, and it's, a recruitment. It's feeding 1-7, to seven and their 1-7 to seven is outstanding.
1: Can they win the comp with one, one of either Cherry Evans or Foreign goes down? No.
0: Yeah, I, agree. I still don't think they can win the comp even with their dollar dazzler forward pack. Their one to seven is brilliant, but those top yeah. three sides are you know one to seventeen. I've said it before; just it's more the bench. They, they've getting some good stuff out of their bench players. They've rolled in and out. They've had a lot of different looks this year. Yeah. But come finals time, when I think they need a, a game breaker, I just don't think they have one compared to what the Roosters or Melbourne or someone's going to bring off their bench more reliable in that situation either. Yeah. All right, who they got next week? The uh, Titans got South, Manly. Who have they got? they got the Tigers away. I oh, think uh, that's another one, you know. Get themselves climbing back up the ladder. You blokes, well, let like you said, South, we have to win. Season's on the line. Simple but, as yeah, that. Simple thing there. That, those four early penalties, I couldn't get over it. And that just no, let Manly... Let's, let's not go back. Manly just run all over the top of you. I blokes, couldn't so. watch it. And I'm, I'm a pretty
1: loyal fan, but um, I'm just struggling to... To see them make the same dumb
0: mistakes over and over again. Well, you know, you Things got... Things aren't improving. You know, on the subject of Bailey, just before we move on, you know you've got problems when he makes 130 metres and gets three offloads and no other forward makes over 100 metres. Yep. Luke Bailey should not be making more metres Well, that's why he's there. I, I love the bloke, and he's he been He goes a hard. store for the club, but... Yeah, yeah, but if he's supplying your number one go forward, yeah, exactly. and no one else is getting over hundred and laying a platform, he must be filthy too. I'd be filthy if I was. And here. take Bird and Miles out, but I don't care if they didn't play. That's still, the effort was disgusting from yeah. the rest of those forwards. Yeah. So, last game of the round, as usual, there's always got to be one upset we were all five from five in the tips this week. Yeah. But uh, South Sydney, they you know six nil half time, eighteen or full time into the golden point, they lost twenty two. 18, but 18-6 to six with 10 to go, as far as I was concerned. If I'm, you know, Michael Maguire, I was broke furniture afterwards. I know they looked primed for a loss, and it wasn't their best night, but at 18-6, if you're a premiership contender, you got to shut those games out. Yeah. And they didn't shut that game out. And well, they can't put it on Greg Inglis, because he's not the one playing up in the front line where the bodies are getting through. Well, they had 14 less sets. In the Dragons 14 but less sets you know sets. why they were um, out enthused they oh, made they were. more errors they were 16 apiece in that regard Steve Price said it after the game he said look I felt
1: confident and comfortable the whole game mm. and probably watching the game we felt the same but we just the only the only question we've had over the Dragons all season is can they score points wouldn't, there's, wouldn't. No, there's no doubt they put themselves in good positions to score points they defend great mm. um, you can't fault their effort uh, they have no problems getting themselves from zero to 80 meters on the field it is it is converting that good field position in the red zone my
0: problem in offense my problem also i've said to you before they always smash the offload count. they have again 28 mm. and four but it's usually useless offloads they're ones that are going backwards or in a dominant tackle where someone's yep. got three bodies in and there's a, the lines already jammed up so they do promote the pill, but a lot of the time it's not in a positive situation. No, they're going to annoy some sides going into the finals. 1,800 metres to 1,400 they won last night, and you just mm. wouldn't have expected it. You no, look, you would look, have, you would have expected Souths, it to be the other way around. You look at South and you just think, well, they're going to roll it through them. But as I've highlighted before, they're two biggest metre gainers, and I've highlighted this numerous weeks. Dave Tyrrell isn't making big metres. Roy Azatazi's not making big metres you know, anymore. No. It's pretty much Sam, and then when George comes on. George, and George gets lazy. He, he gets tired really quick. He has yeah. a drop, and his lateral movement's not great. No. So when it got into that grind, and they got out enthused, uh, you, you know... Well, as soon
1: as possession turns, and you start defending more than you're attacking, he you just struggles, man. Mm.
2: No,
1: he's an
0: outstanding player, don't get me wrong. He is, but in the right type of game. You can't hide a monster like that when it gets into a grind. Mm. He got a few times players were running at him, and they got right within range of contact, and then it changed direction. At the moment that happened... It went from being, I'm oh, about to get grilled like a Breville machine yeah. to him, you know, reaching, just reaching all the time. He wasn't getting good contact on lateral movement. Well,
1: kudos to the Dragons as well, because with 10 to go, they were down by 12. Yeah, they let it ride, didn't they? They did. Oh, I loved it. The offloads and they stuck. And like you said, they were, at, uh, they were good offloads, quality offloads, um, and uh, just a, a really good win for them. Um, my two players, and, and obviously Dugan got me in the match. He's been great. Mm-hmm. Deserved me in the match. Two players for me. Were Quinlan. I thought he's. I think he's been great in any NRL game he's played. I thought he. Uh, I think he's looked comfortable. Um, last night he, he obviously scored the game that ended up sending it into Golden Point. Um, and Brett Morris, I thought he was really good in Origin, yeah. um, particularly in the last game of Origin. I thought he he really looked like he could bust the line uh, on on the occasions where he carried the ball out. And then last night, he, again, Dugan was linking up with him. He's, he's pushing around Dugan. I think Dugan's really opened up his kick
0: return game, Brett Morris. He opened up both because I was going to say to you, my best three were the back three. Mm. Out of those three alone, 230 metres and 14 busts from Dugan. Yeah. Morris got 170 and two line breaks. And James Nightingale got 180 metres. So if you're getting that kind of production out of your back three, that starts to set rolling off. And it, and it helps out a, bat, a forward pack, honestly, that's in a rebuilding phase with some young guys. And yeah. Like a bloke like DeBellin had a great game last night again. He had an awesome game, again. game last night. You yeah. know, and he, he smacked a few people, as he always does. But he got over the 100 mark. Yeah. Merrin come off the bench and made his presence felt. And Daniel Vito, I told you that he put some size on and He'd been playing back row. And I thought he showed some serious uh, power now that he's in the forward pack. I don't know whether, you know, he's going to fit into their starting side. But coming off the bench, I like the look of Daniel Vito. Mm getting the pill in there and using his Well, It would be frame. interesting to see what happens there. Trent
1: Merrin again backing up out of origin. He yeah, was good. Um, 140. What about the Rabbitohs?
0: What did you What did you think of the Rabbitohs? I'll go back to that. I think like it's been coming. I'll go it's back to coming. what I said again. I think the Burgesses need more assistance in mm. the forward department. Like Teo and uh, McQueen, yeah, they're great rep players in a side where they play exclusively to the edge. But I think as far as the dirty work in the middle, if it's not Sam, you know, like who is it? Dave Tyrrell gets dominated. Roy Zatarzi's not the player he was before. Jeff Lima, you know, he comes on, he's still not quite Lord he was at Melbourne, he's trimmed down a little bit and he's playing a little more skill footy, so I, I realistically think they need a little more assistance, getting a bit of punch, because last night when they got out and thused and met, mm. uh, you know, like I said, the only two that were really getting any punch were the two Burgess brothers. I think it's a flash in
1: the pan for South, so they obviously missed uh, Inglis, they uh, gave up 14 more sets to to the Dragons. Um, I think once Burgess scored that try and they went up 18-6, oh, I think they they thought the game was over, mm. um, and they looked to have a little bit of a nap. Especially would have been in the back of their mind they're playing Monday night and then having to back up go to the Gold Coast for a Saturday night. Um, so I think all that played a, played a part, but they've now put themselves in a, in a weird sort of position so because the they're playing they're wide. playing the Gold Coast and like I'm the Gold Coast biggest critic, but. This is a time when you don't want to play the Colcoss. They have they have to win. They have to win. They it's up there. Balls, they get, they back, get all those guys bright. back. Um, and South's got the short turnaround. They've got to travel. Um, everything points to the fact that the Titans could upset them. Um, we're going to see. You know, we're going to get a real, real uh, good indication here of where South's are at because. Last time the Titans played South, it was an absolute
0: shootout. Mm. It was, you know, 38-32 or something or whatever it was. Yeah, you guys were in a rich vein of form um, then, though. You're not, not at the moment. No, so. we're not. But I oh, think, I think the last time
1: have, we played them, we sort
0: of had a full roster. This week, we're going to get back sort of a their, full their roster. Hopes so. have kind of been dashed a little bit. But you're also leaving Jamal at that occasion. I think Jamal was a yeah, fantastic well, yeah. that day. But the last thing I want to leave that on before we finish up is uh, Michael McGuire, he needs to do a bit of video on his right edge defense, because Dylan Walker and Andrew Everingham, you know, Dylan Walker's a fantastic young player, but last night got, you know, those last two tries got down his side, him and Everingham, a little bit confused. Uh, they missed eight tackles between them. Yeah. So uh, that's where most of the points come from. I know that was only, that's one game, and you'll probably look at it this week and try and work on it, but going forward, that's a little bit like I brought up the Kenny Dow factor. Yeah. And he the last and, the and stronger side is the left side yeah. attack. So Kenny Dow, the last few weeks, it's. starting to be addressed he hasn't looked like as much of a liability and he's actually starting to be a lot better on the ball so yeah. it's just something small that the Dragons poked out but as they do in the NRL they've got great video and they've got great analysts so I'm sure they'll find that little yeah, crack and crevice and have a run. run but uh, that wraps up the reviews for this week so now we'll jump into the Cenobet degenerate gambler section and have a look at what the odds are coming up if you want to have a bet on the NRL or any sport get onto Cenobet and fire up Download the Centibet app and get into the center of the action or get onto www.cenibet.com and register now or call 1-800-013-627 for all your inquiries. Centibet fire up. Now it's time for the Cenibet Degenerate Gamblers section, obviously brought to you by Cenibet. Get onto the App Store and get their mobile app and fire up. They give us two free $100 bets every week for the Friday night and Monday night. We obviously do correct score or closest to, and we also get a $100 free bet from them every week to bet for the charity of our choosing, and we've got to win up this week. We're two in a row. Two in a row, we are on fire. So we're getting a bit of momentum. I'm starting to feel uh, you know, we've been doing a couple of safe ones, but I'm starting to feel a bit of a lash out this oh, week. I'm, I'm kind of looking for a big option so uh, we'll see what we've got but what's the value
1: Friday night uh, the Cowboys at home $1.56 Brisbane Broncos $2.45 the line is four and a half to the Broncos
0: well uh, I think there's a bit of value there and I'm actually going to probably regret saying it but I'm leaning towards the Broncos wow because the Broncos have finally solved you know one of the problems that's just absolutely torn me apart which is replacing McCulloch at nine with Hunt who's playing seven this week so that can't happen and uh, semi-thyder, I thought he looked frustrated in the front row, and it's been giving me the shits watching him get bashed and play like a retard at club football. Yeah, He's now in the back row, and Ben Hennett's back, and Alex Glenn's going to tie up that edge that Jack Reed's not there. So, you know, Hoffman's at fullback, he's dropped Norman, definitely not out of bad form because he's been one of their better players, but obviously out of a bit of anger because yeah. he's heading off to the Eels. But this is the side that they pretty much should have been running with, but with Norman pairing with either Prince or, uh, you know, Wallace from the start. So I think they're. They're close to right, and if they're going to start a run, it starts now. Yeah, because one of those teams after this week, mathematically, is definitely screwed. Mm. Well, this is it, eh? This is the battle to stay
1: alive. Uh, the other Friday night game: Canterbury Bulldogs dollar ten. Parramatta or Eels, write your own uh, ticket price, but seven twenty five quoted here. The line is eighteen and a half to the
0: Eels, and that won't be enough. Wouldn't touch it with a ten foot pole. I'd m- maybe try and get. Uh, you know, a dollar thirty or something in between with a little bit of a line off the Bulldogs. But if you're a keen and have an avid supporter and think they're going to bloodbath them what like they did to a Melbourne second string side, which is probably better than Parramatta's starting side, yeah. well then uh, feel free. Yeah, I think they'll touch Parramatta
1: up on uh, on Friday night. Uh, the Dragons, this is a Saturday, first Saturday game, the Dragons at home, $2.15, the Canberra Raiders $1.72, the line is two and a half
0: to the Dragons. Yeah, well, if you're a hoodoo man, I think you'd be looking towards the Raiders, but uh, you know, I, I think the Dragons have what it takes to upset in this week, I think Dugan will be in for a big game as well, uh, I'd probably be still leaning towards the Raiders purely on the hoodoo factor, but... Uh, You know, the Dragons have got one thing that Canberra don't have, and that's no fear. They've got nothing to lose now. Mm. So I think that they'll do exactly what they did against South. They're going to throw the kitchen sink. Yep. Uh,
1: They've obviously got the short turnaround, which is of some concern. Uh, The other Saturday night game, the Gold Coast Titans, $3.25 at home. The uh, Rabbitohs, $1.35.
0: The line is 8.5 to the Gold Coast. Mm. Juicy odds? Yeah, well, like I said, I still don't think I can back your mob, but... Souths, they they did look you know pretty exposed, and I've said it to you just before. I still think it's more the forwards that concern me. Sam Burgess and uh, you know Georgie Burgess, they need more assistance. Yeah, in especially holes. if uh,
1: we, you know we're going to have obviously Miles and Bird back. Um, you're going to have Taylor. This is his second game back after coming back last week. So I mean the pieces are starting to come back for the Gold Coast as well. So mm. um, it's a game they must win. So. I'm not real keen to bet on that game, but no. um, you know maybe the eight and a half start to the Gold Coast might be something worth having a look at. Uh, the other, sorry, Sunday, Super Sunday, three games. The first in New Zealand, midday kickoff, Sydney time. Uh, the New Zealand Warriors, $2 at home. Melbourne Storm, $1.80. The line is one and a half to New Zealand. Tight market.
0: Yeah, well, this is one I'd probably take a 12 and a half start on either and take a bit of value. I don't really think this one's going to be a blowout. I was kind of hoping, to be honest, because I have an inkling just for new, the Warriors because they do trouble us to get on them, but at two dollars and a dollar eighty, I'd probably be looking, looking more of a twelve and a half start to get a bit of multi value. Yeah, I'll be looking at the uh, the Storm at a dollar
1: That's almost as long of odds as you as you're going to get on them. Uh, the other game, the two o'clock game, the Sharkies at home, a dollar fifty six. The Penrith Panthers coming, uh, obviously traveling. Over the bridge, $2.45. The line is four and a half to the Panthers.
0: I've already said my piece on this. I think Panthers just, you know, they're getting depleted. Uh, They're really running short as far as players are concerned. And I think as far as the Sharks are, you know, going home, it couldn't be a better time. And they've got to definitely turn around this week because they had a great run before that 40-0 dropping. So I think they'll be looking for a big game back at home. Yeah. All righty. The
1: last game on Sunday, the Newcastle Knights up um, at Newcastle Stadium. They take on the Sydney Roosters, two dollars eighty. The Knights, dollar
0: forty-five. The Roosters, six and a half to the Knights is the line. Yeah, I think dollar forty-five is pretty generous considering what they did last week to uh, Cronulla. And if Sunny Bill's back on deck, I'd be even more keen to get on the Roosters. To be honest, mm, this is one of those games, but be careful. It um, could could go that way, but you yeah, know, I still I still look at the Roosters and just think, wow.
1: Monday night footy, the West Tigers, five dollars out at uh, I think this is out at Campbelltown, Manly, a dollar eighteen. Uh, The line is 12.5 to the Tigers. If it's out at Campbelltown, which I think it is, um, I'd be almost keen
0: on having a little bit of a crack at at the Tigers with the start. Well, this is one of those ones that you kind of said before. This is another one that you kind of look at and go, you know, the Tigers pretty much done, but they've got nothing to lose. Well, that's right. So if if they were going to throw the kitchen sink and, man, they make a few errors, you know, and they conceded, 20 against the Titans you know, yeah, and a pretty it's out of Campbelltown defensive It'll showing, so you'd have to think that it's, it's going to be a tight contest I think but mm, another, real, realistically if it all went to plan I think Manly would get the job done another
1: Monday night game for Manly they love it mm.
0: we certainly do love a Monday night game but uh, now on to our bet for this week Brock? our bet this week will
1: be the Roosters to beat the Knights on Sunday and also the Sharks to beat the Panthers on Sunday that'll pay $2.20 so let's hope we can get a hat trick um, That'll get us another 120 in the kitty. Yeah. Um, we're up around now, almost near 600. So we want to get to a thousand by the end of the year. Mm. Um, it's looking good at
0: the moment. Kind of backfired on my statement, say we want to do something outlandish. I think we're trying to get at least to the thousand mark, and uh, and then we're we, going to have a real crack. If we get hopefully get there in the next couple of weeks, the last few weeks, we'll have a few outlandish bets and just try and actually hit the jackpot. So uh, yeah. we'll wait and see how that works out. But uh, yeah, the thousand dollar goal is uh, the one that's up for us for this ten or so weeks that we've had to try and accumulate it. But uh, that wraps up the Cinebet Degenerate Gambler section. As we always say, if you want to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, get on to Cinebet and fire up. So now we move on to Mr. Gossip. Now it's time for your weekly dose of goss from Mr. Gossip. and welcoming back, as always, our favourite snooper, Mr Gossip. Gentlemen, how are we? Good, man. What's going on?
1: Oh, not much, fellas. Look,
2: pretty, pretty quiet week this week, but, look, I'm just happy to get a full round of footy back.
0: Yeah, thank Christ for that. It's been a, a painful process, and games such as the Raiders and the Eagles on the weekend are enough to make you cry yourself to sleep and want to rip your eyes out. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well said. I mean, as
1: much as we love Origin, fellas, it just it seems to drag on for for a long period. Yeah, the uh, we had some just suggestions on last week's pod about how to fix it. We're pretty keen on just having Origin played over three weeks and uh, the competition stopping for that period of time. But um, it doesn't seem like that's going to happen anytime <laughs> soon, anyway.
2: Yeah, now unfortunately, I think you'll find that yet that. Um, Channel Nine and Fox Channel Nine—they'll dictate what's going to go on with
0: Origin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the TV deal's done and dusted, so not too much we can do about that. But uh, what have you got yeah. for us, mate? What's in the in the bucket?
2: Well, I guess the big one, guys, and there's been a lot in the, in the papers. I saw in the Telegraph today, and also the Courier Mail in Queensland, is that Cameron Smith. Now we know he's coming off contract at the end of 2014. Um, certain papers have got him linked to various clubs, but I guess the biggest one is that the Broncos are very keen on him, and, and why wouldn't they be? Um, even Lockie has come out saying that they should, you know, do anything and everything they can to get him over. But look, the big thing from this one is um, the money that will be thrown around for him. He'll definitely be the most highest-paid rugby league player we have ever seen. Um, looking at anywhere between 1.1, 1.3 million per year so look, whoever's going to have a, a bite on him is going to have to be fairly well cashed up, whether that'll be Brisbane or Melbourne, I guess
0: it's just it to be seen yeah, well, I'm always going to sound biased in my opinion because I go for Melbourne but when I looked at it today, I'm going to tell you right now uh, the 1.5 is the one I saw if that's what it's going to take to keep him at Melbourne, I wouldn't bother and and that oh, that's coming from, he's my favourite player since I've been alive, he, I support Melbourne I love the big three, I loved when G.I. left and I had a bit of spite there, but my favourite player is Cameron Smith, and looking at it from a business perspective, at age 30, uh, at a figure of $1.5 million, which next year is going to figure is 20% of the whole cap, I'm, I'm just not willing to make that investment if I'm Melbourne, I'm happy to go out with 1.5 and you can buy you know four or five good players to put around Slater, mm. and uh, Krump, will it affect the balance? Most probably because the bloke is, in my opinion, and a lot of people's opinions, probably the best hooker to play the game. But one point five, like even the Broncos, that, that that's insanity for them. He's not going to solve their problems. No,
1: well they've already got a nine, really. Um, but Griffin just plays him in all different positions because he's playing with his transformers. He's like John Carter. He's got no idea. Um, he's got bigger
0: worries than nine.
1: He doesn't have halves. Yeah. So they he, need a, they need a half before they need Cameron Smith. But I mean, Cameron Smith would obviously be a huge acquisition for not only on the field but off the field. Um, Queensland origin captain he's, he's going to be the modern day Wally Lewis I guess um, so it seems like a logical move uh, it'll just obviously depend on whether Cameron wants to come home i I think Melbourne had been the best position financially to pay him in terms of the fact that they they'd have loyalty on him. Surely they they get a discount
0: for we'll, we'll have um, a, concession. a loyalty discount. We yeah, have yeah. the ten so, year concession coming up anyway because he um, debuted for us in two thousand three. This yeah. she's his ten years, so surely yeah. we're going to get a bit of a we're gonna, we're in the Farrah situation right now. Yeah, Parramatta wanted Farrah, but they had him for. X amount of time so that puts you in the, the driving position where you already get a discount outside your cap. So yeah. unless they're throwing 1.5 million, in my opinion, I can't see him leaving Bellamy or the two, or the two blokes he plays with right now.
1: But yeah, it will probably depend on <laughs> what the others are doing as well. That's a good point.
0: 1.5—that's a lot to turn down, though. If that was thrown, yeah. Yeah, if you're smart, you'd, you'd put your
1: money on him staying at, 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 at Melbourne. But yeah, I guess going home
2: to Queensland would be a nice for
0: him to finish his career anyway. But. I guess that's one that we'll be talking about all year next year, I think. No, most definitely. It's going to drag out. I know they have obviously started the negotiations now, especially the new owners, keen to get it sorted, which I don't blame them. But uh, if they're going out to get a test at 1.5 is what they're after, I'm, I'm highly doubtful, as a Melbourne supporter, even that, that Melbourne would be willing to pay that much for one player. Yeah, that's
2: it. Well, last week, fellas, I mentioned that Neville Costigan uh, was rumoured to be in discussions <laughs> with Hull whole KR Well, the good news is Hulk Hauer have come out and confirmed that he has signed a two-year deal, so there's one for Mr. Gossip right there. But look, Neville, been a good player for for the Dragons and for the Knights, and God, he's been a bit of of a I've-been-everywhere man, but at the back end of his career now, so good move for him, I think.
1: Neville, Nev, Nev. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, well, I think uh, you broke that a couple of weeks on the podcast, this story, but um, probably a good move for him. He'll get more cash there, he'll get more game time there, so... Freeze up the Knights a little bit. Um, all makes sense.
0: Yeah, no rocket science there. They've got young blokes like McKinnon and Rocker and that that are coming through. So uh, Corbin Sims really signed Not really too much room there for old Nifty. He's been around for a while. Mm, what about poor old Neville? He, he was at the Dragons and Wayne moved him on. He's now signed with the
1: Knights and Wayne's moved him on. Bloody hell! And, and Wayne's <laughs> the way how's, he, how's your self confidence going, Neville?
0: Wayne was at Brisbane when he got the flick there from well, there you go. on the Cairns He's too, got the hat trick.
2: So. Got him. Yes. I wonder wonder if Hulk K
0: R might make a play for Bennett after his night's rain. Yeah, give, <laughs> give, give him the sack again. Um. Yeah. And look, one one that won't go away, guys, and I sort of mention it every week, and I get emails about it, and, and you guys probably see posts
2: and everything Benny Barber. it. Yeah, Benny Barber, that's, <laughs> that's the big one. And look, look, the fact is he will go where his missus goes hmm. and the kids go that is yeah. fact and the fact is his missus wants to go to queensland so he has said i'll follow you where you go yeah. now the, the bulldogs have clearly a couple of months ago said look we're, we're happy to give you a release if, if that's what you want to do well the bulldogs have that and saying, you go nowhere sunny jim so there's going to be a very interesting next couple of months uh for benny barber but Look, if he doesn't want to
0: play for you, why would you keep him? I guess. Yeah, well, I think the the part of that a couple of months ago was that Israel flowers almost signed, sealed, and delivered, or so they thought. And obviously, that doesn't seem to be eventuating now. Even with this whole marquee situation popping up, I don't think Israel's is going to be leaving rugby union anytime soon. He's uh, getting well taken care of over that side of the fence. So, uh, from a Bulldogs' point of view, I, I'm more with what exactly what you just said. Why do you want a bloke? whose heart's not in and he's not going to play well. If, if his missus is gone and his kids are gone, you're just going to have a repeater this year. I reckon he'll go on a rampage. A smart man once told me, women weaken knees. So <laughs>
1: um, he'll, be, he'll be going where she says he's going. Um, I think this was the Bulldog CEO. I read it in the Herald last week that the Bulldog CEO sort of came in and put a foot down and said, you know, you'll be seeing out your contract here. So, But it, it seems logical that if he doesn't want to be there, then they let him go, especially if they can get Folau. Yeah, well, right. well, he, he can see on the field that he's not the Benny Barber of last year no, no. Well,
0: nowhere if, near it man if, he's in my fantasy so I don't want to hang myself for bloody picking him yeah well if, if yeah. I was them this whole I know you've, you've probably been asked about it or whether it's something that's going to happen it's been on and off the talk about Hopper White who wanted to pull out at Para. if that situation eventuated, that was what I'd be looking at if I'm the Bulldogs and Barber wanted it out
2: yeah, well, that's right. I mean, that, that's another one that's sort of going to come mm. up. Does he, does he con- want to continue being a, signing as parameter or not? Who knows?
0: Mm. Yeah, God knows. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a circus. Well,
2: Bron- yeah, well, moving on to the Broncos, guys. Um, now, if they don't get Benny Barber, and they're fairly confident, I'm hearing that they will get him. Um, another one on mm. their list is, is Carmichael Hunt. Well, I've, I've missed a few guys, at the, the Gold Coast Suns and... Um,
0: they're obviously keen to, to keep him there and he's, he's high profile for them. So, yeah, geez, I, the Broncos, do yeah, they're having some star power there, but I don't know which one they'll get. Mm. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Carmichael's something you need right now. Anyway, it's similar to the whole... I know Phileo was ready to go this year for Union, but they used him on the wing and at fullback, so he didn't really need to bolt back up as much. But I think if Carmichael Hunt's going to come back, uh, you look at most of the NRL fullbacks, besides, you know, maybe a Barba who's a bit smaller. They're all fairly decent sized blokes and he's a lot slimmer now than what he was when he was playing for the Broncos mm, Well it took a little while to, uh, for Union to put a bit of weight back on for Lau, so it would
1: sort of be the same deal with Carmichael um, even though he, he was fairly lean when he was playing in the NRL anyway but um, just sort of different types of fitness and, and different types of weights um, I, I think the NRL is a lot more high impact than what it was probably even you know three or four years ago when Carmichael left the game so. but it would be great to have him back if, we, if, we, if there's a possibility there to get him back Um, we need to go on and and grab him and make sure that we don't have another for our situation this year where we just drop the ball.
2: Yeah, that's right. And it's funny, guys, the evolution of the Broncos. I mean, for years and years, they've just had this machine of players that just kept coming through and producing. But at the moment, it seems to have stopped. And all they're trying to do now is get players from everywhere else and get players back. So... Yeah, I don't know what's going up there with their recruitment or with their juniors, but they're not
1: crunching them through like they used to. I think I think it's the development of or the the expansion of how far clubs are willing to look for players. I think I really think that's yeah. that's what's happened. Um, Brisbane have probably been in the situation where you know all the young kids growing up wanted to play for Brisbane. Yeah. Um, <clears> now, I mean, the kids have that mentality where they'll they'll play where the dollar is. They'll play where. They have more years on their contract, um, and and NRL clubs have smartened up to to the, you know, the grassroots areas which are the strongest. And and Brisbane, in Queensland, I mean Brisbane and, and the Gold Coast, is obviously the epicenter of um, what's going on in Queensland, and they've had all of that to, to choose from for years and years and years. And and now, I mean, you even look at the uh, the big three from Melbourne, um, they're three from that area that, that Melbourne have done a really good job. In nailing, um, and that's just a sign of the future. That's going to continue to happen. If anything, this situation for Brisbane is going to get worse. Like the, I know even at Penrith, there's there's guys that that are in Queensland that do recruiting. There's guys in the bush that do recruiting. It's it's and
0: um, that would be at every club. So yeah, well, um, he- he- I said you before about Brisbane being fairly angry with Canberra getting Papali and Milford. They hmm. made a massive offer last year to get Milford before Canberra signed him, and they were apparently absolutely legless as to how he slipped out of Brisbane and they never seen him. So,
1: Well, I mean, look at Parramatta. Parramatta and Penrith are the same. All you hear from Parramatta and Penrith fans is, oh, we could have had him, we could have had so-and-so. But the, sa- the same things happen. I mean, mm. the Roosters, Manly, the Sharks, the clubs that don't have all the juniors, they've, they've smartened up and thought, well, we need to go where they are um, and in, in a bid to sort of level the playing field. So mm. it's only going to happen more and more. Yeah, you know, it's going to get a lot worse before it gets better. I think. Yeah, exactly. I think the only—I I honestly think—we've got to the point now where the, the only thing that's going to level it out is a draft. That's that's the only way to distribute the talent evenly to the teams that need it. Um, yeah, well, I guess it's, it's working fairly well for the AFL. So yeah. maybe we can follow
2: follow their model, I guess. But we, we, I think we've been down this path before, and, and good old KJ Hill put a stop to that.
1: Yeah, I think back then it was—they uh, probably didn't need it. Um, but I think now it's it's got to the point where you could say to a kid um, you're from Penrith, you're going to play in the NRL, but it's going to be in New Zealand. Yeah, um, yep. Do you want to or do you not want to? I think most kids now just, it's big big business, it's big money. Um, it's not what it was, yeah, it was 15 was. years ago. You've got to move with the times and, and modern day times. And every major sport, um, particularly in the US, that it's all... Revolved around drafts and trading um, off the field.
0: So. I just, I just only look at it though. If you're doing that from a 20s perspective, you know how are you if you've produced the best player, saying the 20s comp and he was at Penrith, and then the number one draft pick in the NRL was going to Parramatta from this year. We could even draft. You know, that, that's kind of or... what I'm getting at. Like if you've produced it, yeah. If that's the way you're looking at it right now you have to think that's the way they're going to get drafted from, like, the 20s comp or something like that. Yeah. But well, they, I'm not sure how the AFL does it. You know, yeah, they, um, they play differently. Though. They come from state territory games and all kinds of different things. It's not like a setup where they're from junior... They'd have to fix schoolboy football. ...bombers or nothing. Because schoolboy
1: football is a farce. They'd all come out um, of pats, wouldn't they? Yeah. It, it may even
0: be that um, it comes from it's a schooling thing. The whole system yeah. doesn't work, though. In That's one thing. A lot of people bring it up. I love a draft, but it doesn't work the way the AFL does. It's yeah. not set out where they have a a 20 system or a ball or a match they come from states territories all these like kind of zone teams well maybe you could just say to every club you keep you, you can pick
1: five of your best you can pick your five the rest are up for a draft I don't know I don't know it's, it's a discussion for another day but um, uh, Brisbane are definitely suffering because we're pillaging uh, the other clubs are pillaging that area
2: yeah, and as a new South Oshman, I bleed for them, not...
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, jam it. Cop that. That's what you <laughs> that's get. <your> <laughs> 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 cop it, parrot, cop. cop it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, a bit of a feel-good story, boys, and that was
2: I touched on the past couple of weeks. That's the Panthers' Kevin Kingston. He's re-signed for the club uh, for next year. And, uh, you know, a top bloke, Kevy, and I, I hear he's taken a massive pay cut. So good on him, I guess, and, and, and congratulations to him.
1: Yeah, that's the sign of the bloke. That's all I'll say, that's that's the sign of the bloke I've um, sung his praises on this podcast before I don't know him personally But I um, see a lot of the work he does around the club And um, he has a good influence on the on the younger generations coming through there So um, good on him Good on the club for, for going back on, on what they originally said as well Because um, I don't think it was the right move to start with um, So we've, we've got the
0: right result It doesn't matter how we got there I guess yeah, I and mean, we've already said it before, I don't think it's rocket science. You can give Segarra more time, but I still think if he went down to Myra, who's the nine? You yeah, he still does. need to have a backup nine, even if Kingston's min- minutes are going to suffer. At age 30, 31, I'm sure he's not too bothered and he's fairly settled. So uh, This is a bloke that was going to play for 50 grand
1: after pretty much leading Parramatta to a grand final, so I don't think money's the issue for him. No.
2: Uh, that's right and I guess a lot of these younger guys uh, in the NRL least, has mm-hmm. can r- should really look at Kevy Kixin because without naming a few there's quite a few players that have signed with other clubs you know halfway through a year and, and played shithouse or players that have been told are unmunted by that club and played like shithouse where Kevy went the opposite way he just you know lifted his game and, and took it on the chin uh, uh, you know tough ass old school fantastic
0: mm. yeah. outstanding yeah all right, boys, um,
2: still on the Dragons before uh, Michael Wayman. Now, I touched on him like two weeks ago. Um, he was unwanted by the Dragons. He has signed with Hulk K.R., a two-year deal as well. Look, Wayman, the old fat the old bald man, uh, I guess he's on old legs now, so it was coming.
0: Yeah, well, you know, you see flashes here and there. Like last night I thought he had a few good runs, but, you know, he had injury problems at the Raiders, which is why they moved him on he had a pretty good run uh, at the Dragons, but then again, you know, ACL and he's had a couple other problems since coming back again so, now when you've got young blokes like DeBellin, Frizzell, Stockwell, they're not really in a situation where they need to pay overs for somebody who has passed rep jerseys and chasing dollars so it's about that time, I think, injuries and uh, the juniors are kind of pushing him that direction, so he may as well go overseas Yep, I concur, totally <clears throat> Concur, totally okay. yeah. Yeah. Alright boys, the last one for the night, I'll...
2: Been interested to get your thoughts on this one. Uh, we heard that the Parramatta Eels have signed Nathan Peets on a three-year deal from the Bunnies. Um, what do you guys think of Nathan Pete? Is he a good
0: signing? I think Nathan Pete is a good player. I think uh, I said when this happened originally because I got a tip saying that he was going to get a para, and then he re-signed with the Rabbitohs, and Brockett remembered me harassing him for weeks, saying regardless of what he's a part of at South Sydney. Like, he's getting five minutes a week. Like, I know you might be able to hang around for a grand final this year or maybe next year, but that's got to drive you up the wall. He was their 20s captain. He's a tackling machine. He can also play at third and He's got a lot to offer. I know Parramatta's not the ideal destination, but look at James Seguiara. You know, he took a leap of faith leaving the Cowboys, who last year he's probably hoping to stay there and thinking they're in a good position. And he's gone to Penrith and got to do what he loves to do, which is play football, so... I look at Nathan Peets they've offloaded they're, they're trying to offload both their hookers in Keating and Smith to me he's the starting nine next year and Kaiser Pritchard's interchanging interchange nine so as far as uh, getting in first grade and showing what he's worth most definitely I think yeah, this, this is a great move
1: I know uh, Gussie was keen on him massively um, you know obviously he got Seguiara but I know a lot of people um, at, at Penrith have got a high opinion of him um and anyone that watches enough footy knows that the kid's got a lot of ability, and um, it's a step out into the into the cold air. That's for sure. I mean, he's in a good spot at the moment, but he's not getting many minutes. So um, it's a big move because uh, you know you look at Parramatta each week and you think Christ, there's there's players that look good at other clubs that have gone there and, and look like um, duck shit. But uh, I think he's good enough to to go there and have a positive influence on that club. I think they they needed a nine. Um, hopefully they they stick him there and. Um, Things work out for him
2: Yeah, I know know Sticky obviously is a a big fan of him And and wants Pete to be a part of the rebuilding phase I know originally they wanted him for five years But they've got him for the three So it's definitely a a show of faith on on Ricky's part And they've obviously sold Pete on the deal So yeah, good luck, John
1: I
0: think it's a good move Yeah, well I look at the spine now If Haynes healthy You've got him at nine If that's how they plan on using him Which they should and then uh, Norman's obviously going to be there next year to try and help out Sando. So uh, if he can't fire with those guys there, oh, I don't know what's going to help Chris Sandow. Yeah, it's pretty good to spine. me, that's a pretty good spine you're building. Yeah. With Loco, Hopawade, Hock, uh, Mossop. You've got Mana, Last has been playing good at 13. So depth is still going to be an issue. But then you've got Tanganoa coming back and also Terapo has come through. So mm. there's a lot more positives than negatives as far as this year because they're absolutely deplorable at the moment. Mm.
2: Yeah, one other thing, boys. How do you reckon the Eels are looking now without Sandy?
0: Do you think they look a little bit better? No. I don't really think there's any difference, There's no points in them
1: now without him there. Like, Eh. like in the last two games, without him, Luke Walsh has scored more points than what Parramatta have in 160 minutes. For (laughs) Parramatta. Luke Walsh Mm. threw the intercept and gave them six points for free. Other than that, they've produced four points in two games.
0: Mm. And, uh, like... Kelly, solid but nothing special. Yeah. Roberts, yeah, he's your you spark, know. man. Like Sandow, for, for the defensive deficiencies of the, of the bloke, he's your spark in attack. And Ricky Stewart, especially should, without Haynes, Ricky Stewart should be doing what New South Wales tried to do with Maloney in the second game. If he's so much of a liability, right. you need to juggle him in the line, yeah. so they can't constantly go to a video or set up a game plan every week and go, all right, Sandow defends at left centre or Sandow defends in between. You know that the back rower and the lock on this side of the field, they need to juggle him if they want to hide him.
1: There was times back when Scott Prince was playing at the Titans that I couldn't find him in defence because he just he was wherever yeah. the ball wasn't. Like, like that's uh, that's something that Chris Sandow's got to got to learn um, to to put his ego in his pocket a little bit and 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 save himself for the influence
0: he can have on that side in attack. And they took the shoulder charge away from him, poor little bugger. Yeah, <laughs> yes, <not yet. laughs> he, he can't home run hit anyone anymore. No. <laughs> I didn't actually check before I did the podcast, I didn't see whether he was named for Parramatta for Friday night's game. No, he's not named, I already looked at that one, he's not out. I don't know, I I didn't check last week, because obviously he was supposedly injured when he got dropped the first week, but I didn't see whether he played for Winnie or not last week, because he was named there again. He goes, oh, you can jam your Winnie up your ass." that's what he said. Yeah, I think it's a bit more of that. I've mentioned before, and it's no secret that the Eels are trying to shop him
2: around, but he's, he's Price tag is way too high. It'll be interesting to see if
0: Ricky is doing the old, oh, uh, I'll well, just throw in reserve grade for six months until you ask for a release. You think they're doing the Mortimer, do you? <laughs> trying to drown him in the <laughs> bathwater? Well, <laughs> they've done it, yeah. well,
1: they've done it before, I haven't they, Well, but, it wasn't, it yeah. wasn't Stuart signing. So. i tell you what,
0: well, they've, they've done smarter than what most clubs do, trying to offload and let people take the money. They're trying to do the Mortimer. They signed Mortimer, they tapped out really quickly, they drowned him in reserve grade, and in no time he took a release. They yeah. so, might be doing the same with Sandow. Look, just, just a bit of a conspiracy theory on my part, but... I, I, part. I like it. We,
1: we love a conspiracy theory well, here at the Fifth and last. I think, <laughs> I, I think <laughs> you're bang on.
0: I think you're bang on. I was okay. saying the other day, if I was Sandow, there's only one way out, I think, right now. Like, seriously, he's named Ben Roberts. Ben Roberts is the worst player in the NRL. And he's ben, no... Like, Chris and, Sandow's ten times better than him. And he's cutting Ben Roberts, so it's... I think they're trying to drown him. I think he might they be are. on something.
1: Man. Put Joseph Paulo there. Sort it out. Or Junior, sort whatever one plays there. The one that throws it out his ass every time he fucking runs the ball. So that's, that's Joseph, not
0: Junior. Joseph, same yeah, thing. Sure enough.
1: J and J. Good. All right, let's jump into the tips. All right, tips for this week. Cowboys versus Broncos will kick us off Friday night. Queensland Derby. The loser of this is gone. Uh, the Cowboys are home. Broncos away. Um, I'm going to go the Broncos. Uh, they've got a couple of players back. Uh, Sammy Thayday moves into the back row. The Cowboys, um, they've been playing like poop. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm happy
0: to back the Bronx. Yeah, well, I said to you earlier, McCulloch's finally going to play proper game at nine because Hunt's playing seven. Thayday's actually going to be able to play a decent game because in the back row. Glenn ties up the centres without Jack Reed being there and uh, Benny Hennett's back, so Broncos for me as well. Yeah, I'm going to go to Cowboys. Yeah, boys, good. I think, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think after, especially after Origin and Buzz Lightyear, on
2: fire. So.
1: No Buzz. Yeah, Buzz. Yeah. you will you'll, you'll get a double, I think. Yeah, Alright, um, um. the next game, are we all tipping the dogs to beat the Eels? Yeah, I, th- okay. I think we could just move that one. Skip. The Bulldogs have the, the, the got the
0: bye this week. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you
1: what, boys, Mr. Gossett's had a little flutter in this game and i put a little bit on the Eels. Oh.
2: They're playing...
0: They're seven dollars eighty. Well, yeah, the dragons were six fifty last night. They were seven dollars eighty last week. It didn't do them any favours in Canberra. <laughs> no, but they they, they playing
1: well against the bulldogs the year. So uh, I'll, g- I'll give you. A, I'm happy to give you a 18, 18 point start. Well, I think that's what they're offering, actually. Yeah, on 18, the tab. No, but no, I'll yeah. give you, I'll give you three dollars for an eighteen eighteen and a half start. I've, had, I've already heard them like that, lads. So. They'll uh, they'll they'll cover I'll that comfortably. Lighting. That that should be I'll the be half-time margin. Definitely. <laughs> if, if, they can beat,
0: if they can beat up Melbourne's second string by 40, which is probably better than Parramatta's first grade side, so I think it's going to be a hard nine.
1: Yeah, all right. We'll move on to the next game. First game on Saturday, 5.30. The Dragons take on the Raiders. Uh, this is a hard one to tip. The Dragons were great last night. Um, they threw a couple of offloads out their ass. And the Raiders, you just don't know what you're going to get. Their away form is horrible. I'm going to tip the Dragons.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, Yeah. well Ferguson was reinstated But not named But I have a feeling that he's going to be playing Good, um, do it I, might, I have to do it because the hoodoo I'm going to go the Raiders But I, I realistically think that the are dra- The hoodoo's
1: only when they play down there This is here. Uh, they're
0: on a streak Yeah, good We'll see, the streak
1: will end this week They probably will But I have to stick with the hoodoo Yeah, Come. me too I love that hoodoo
2: One of the best hooters in world sport this one hey. Yeah, I'll be rooting for the Raiders
0: Mate, when I was down there, it was ridiculous. There was two games down that they were losing and we virtually left when we were playing 20s thinking, oh, yeah, it's done and dusted. But somehow, it just happens. It's absolute freak of nature. It makes no possible sense. And it was when they won the comp that year, too, that they rolled them and we were all blown away. It is ridiculous. Mm. All righty, the other yeah. Saturday night
1: game. Sorry, i cut you off. That's
2: right, all
1: good. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, the Titans, <laughs> there at home to the Rabbitohs. This is another tough one. My heart says the Titans can do it, but my head says, wake up, you're an idiot. Um, I'll tip the <laughs> rabbits. <laughs> yeah, I'll go the rabbits. Bounce wow, back. It. If, if the rabbits lose two in a row, I think there'll be a few people asking questions, aren't there? Mm. Um, yeah, look, I'm,
2: I'm going to tip the
0: bunnies. Yeah, but, um, yeah look, just just so South, know, you owe me three multis that dive last night because you couldn't get the job done. Yeah, tough you one. Jerks. Um, the
1: other Saturday, oh sorry, this is uh, sort of Sunday out. game. Sunday game, the Warriors take on the Melbourne Storm over in New Zealand. Uh, another hard one. This is a tough round um, in New Zealand. Last time they played, the Warriors almost got them. Um, I'm going to. I'm letting them hang out there this week. I'm going the Warriors. Yeah, well,
0: uh, you've just kind of ruined my mojo. I was going <laughs> to. I was about to tip the Warriors as well, and I will tip the Warriors. I think Melbourne, uh, after a week off, we generally don't play too well. And uh, I think even those three players, they wouldn't be training too much. Uh, I think it would be a close one, but I'm, I'm willing to back New Zealand. <laughs> I was going go to go the Warriors too for that wow factor, but I'll stick with the Storms just to shut up your bum. Yeah, well, Brock, Brock stole at first start. That was my go. I was supposed to be the controversial one, the Melbourne fan, but he ruined yeah. it. <laughs> sorry, ch- <laughs> sorry, chump.
1: All right, the other game, Shark Park, uh, the Sharks take on the Panthers. Yeah. Um, another one Penrith just got too many injuries the Sharks bounce back factor they got smashed by 40 last week they'll
0: win yeah I think Carney will run amok this week like he did previous week so they've got a lot to prove and they're going back to Silverwater Jail EG Sharp Park <laughs> so game on yeah look I think the only thing that's going for the Panthers is that it's on a Saturday night because they're playing like busted on the Sunday
2: afternoon they mm. won one game all year on a Sunday afternoon at home the Panthers so even though this one's away I still think the Sharks will win this one
1: Yes. Um, the final Sunday game, the Knights take on the Roosters. Um, the Knights at home, obviously, they've got a good record. Uh, the Roosters, 40-0 last week. I don't know what to take out of that. Uh, there will be sort of a, a little bit of a lull, I think, um, in the next few weeks.
0: Uh, but you've got to stick with them until they, they show you. Otherwise, they were great last week. Yeah, well, Sonny Bill's back this week as well. So even more reason to stick with them. That's the Roosters for me. Yeah, I think the Roosters a win. um uh, Mitchell Pierce, he must be schizophrenic, so we get dumb Pierce, good Pierce, dumb Pierce, weird Pierce, piss off Jack, whatever. Just, he, was, he was fantastic on the weekend. Gibbs on. what do you say to all, all, me? all I can tell you is there's, <laughs> there's only one thing that can save the roosters, save Newcastle, and i tell you what it is: it's Gowie power. Gowie? Gowie
1: Get power. your wing out, Craig, and it'll all happen. Um. <laughs> the
0: old helicopter.
1: Yeah, yeah. Gowie Steve's power. Got some roses. Uh, <laughs> All uh Manly, they take on, sorry, the Tigers take on Manly, Campbelltown Stadium, Monday night. Um, it's the night of the upset. Get Manly. The, the upset's going to happen. It's going to happen out at Campbelltown. But I just, I can't see it happening. I, I don't see enough points in the Tigers,
0: especially with the way Benji's playing. So I'll stick with Manly. Yeah, well, Manly, take your choice. Do you go to the left edge or do you go to the right edge? And even though, like we said earlier, they've got a bit of a dollar-dazzler Ford pack Melbourne style this year. It's getting the J-O-B done. So It is. Uh, Manly for me. Yeah, I think uh, Manly be too strong for him, but Campbelltown's always a tough, tough ground to play out. A lot of VN Commodores in the car park a lot of flannel hats for the <laughs> Manly boys from but no, I think, I think Manly be too strong. Yeah, no doubt. Hello to our fans out at Campbelltown. Campbell. <laughs> nah, I work with some bikes from Sorry. Campbelltown. There, right? <laughs> Good on them. Greg, John Owen, right. What's up, James? Anyone that went to St. Greg's, jam it. Yep, jam it. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, a spare, so spare pair of uggies? Yeah. I don't do uggies, champ. I do grandpa slippers. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll get a score update. Gossip, you're on uh, 89. Brock's on 86, so he's uh, chewing away at your heels. And oh, uh, I'm, I'm just about to pack up and go fishing. I'm sitting on 80. Yes. Those few lashes I took a couple of weeks ago. Uh, the Warriors to beat South Cosby. Well, me.
1: P- possibly I could draw equal this week if results go my way. I'm drawing equal and I can I'm, I'm obviously I can't see her but I can feel the sweat bees running down your massive forehead gossip <laughs> 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 go the
0: cowboys and try and the
1: the cowboys, jam, jam at the
0: cowboys uh, <laughs> alrighty then thanks as always mate for uh, the inside word and we'll have a chat to you next week thanks champion see you mate right, nice mate so. right. and a big thanks as always to Mr Gossip for giving us the inside word and all the dirt from around the traps if you want to catch up with him on Facebook, just head up to the search bar and type in NRL Gossip, and he's also on Twitter, at NRL Gossip. But for now, that wraps up another episode, so now we're going to move into the wrap-up. Having trouble keeping track of all the play movements and signings in the NRL? Want to know who your team has re-signed, who they gained, and who they've lost for the next season? Well, check out www.zerotackle.com for all the latest news and rumors on the NRL. ZeroTackle.com Well, that's another episode done and dusted, guys, but uh, just before we get into all the contact details, we'd just like to say a big thank you for everyone who downloads the podcast, uh, interacts with us on Twitter, Facebook, the email, and all around. Uh, At no point did we think we'd get over 2,000 likes by the end of this year. The goal was just to get up and running and hopefully get somewhere over 1,000, but to be in the 2,000s now, have Centibet on board helping out, and to be able to interact with everyone, it's just absolutely fantastic. So... Keep bringing the support, guys. But for now, heading into the wrap up, the podcast available on Podomatic and iTunes as of late tonight, and always on Wednesday. As always, like us, review us, and share it with your friends if you can. If you want to contact us on Twitter, it's at Fifth and Last. That's the letter N, not the word and. The email is fifthandlastpodcast at hotmail And on Facebook, head up to the search bar and type in Fifth and Last NRL Podcast. So that's everything. Heading into the weekend's games, we finally get back to the normal rounds of eight, non origin affected. So, hopefully, some decent quality footy on the run home to the finals and exciting times to see who rounds out the bottom of the eight and where the players and the chips land in the top four for the finals battle. But for now, guys, enjoy your weekend and uh, love your rugby league, guys. Bye. Bring it on.
2: Give us more. Give us more. Where are you going? Where, 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 what's going on here? Is that it? Is that it?